Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm an ultra runner and coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. My first interviewee is Nikki Wynn, an amazing ultra runner whom I'm sure you all know. She famously won Badwater back in 2015 in 27.23 hours, which was a 40-plus age group female record. She also holds the Australian women's 48-hour record which with 343.044 kilometres. Nikki is a really tough athlete who I'm honoured to call my friend. This short interview that's coming up is more of a teaser than anything else because Nikki will be a regular on the podcast for chats about running, the racing scene and just generally all things ultra. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. Hi Nikki and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Izzy. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Now, we've just had a really yummy dinner together and a couple of glasses of wine. I think we're on our third wine now, so this should be lots of fun. <laughs> now, thanks for coming along tonight. And um, I just wanted to have a chat about your running. And as everyone knows, you're an amazing ultra runner who has achieved so much from winning Badwater to holding the Australian women's 48-hour track record. Um, can you tell me what keeps you motivated to run such long, difficult races? Oh, geez. Now, I told you to give me a bit of a heads up into the questions you were going to ask me. Uh, What keeps me motivated? Um, I suppose for me, I always said this, and I've said this since I've been running, that I need to keep enjoying my races, enjoying my training and having fun with what I do. So probably I keep doing what I do because I just, I love the people, um, I love the community and I love pushing myself to um the extreme and just sort of seeing what I can do and how far I can sort of push myself the community is a big part of ultra running isn't it uh yeah it is it really is and um I think for me that's something that's always been um one of my big motivations is just being able to go out and run with friends and it's more of a social um sort of stress relief for me than actual training that's great and I know also that you work full-time how do you fit your training in around work, your son's school and sports commitments, and still manage to actually have a life? <laughs> well, I don't know if I actually really have a life. So, um, Hey, come on, we're sitting here drinking wine. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, I must admit I do love a wine and champagne and keeping things pretty normal, but there's not much time for sitting around on the couch. But I'm actually okay with that and I enjoy my life and I try to get out and run most mornings before I take Dan to school and then... He has training basically four nights a week, sort of from six to eight. So often I'll do a second run, um, you know, while he's training. I tend to always have in my car some shoes, some gear, um, you know, and sometimes it's just a quick half an hour, 45 minute run after work. I also try to in my, you know, not that I take a lunch break, but I might try and do a gym session during the day and I always say to people, my life's pretty much um, unorganised chaos. It's just, um, or organised chaos, I should say. It tends to be crazy. I sort of tend to know what I'm doing and I just get it done. I love that that organised chaos. That <laughs> sounds really good. Um, <clears throat> so what sort of time would you get up at in the mornings to train? Um, anywhere, it depends. You know, if I'm doing a midweek long run of sort of two, two and a half hours, anywhere between sort of, 
you know, I, it used to be 4.30, but I do struggle to get up that early now as I'm getting older, like all of us. So probably any time between 5 and 6. Um, sort of nowadays too, I do like to get up, have a bit of a coffee um, oh, before I head out the door. The truth comes out. I thought you didn't get up and have a coffee first. I thought that was just me. No, well, I do now. I've just taken over from you. Taken from you so, <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it just depends what I'm running. Um, I do get up most mornings. Um, yeah, anywhere between probably I'd say 5 and sort of six o'clock well that's not too bad that's yeah it is it's doable and it's not like it used to be 4 30 every morning and I go I do not know how I did that for years well I know I'm getting up at four tomorrow so you know Mm. I shall think of you oh god um what sort of mindset do you need to get through the long grueling races that you do it's it's interesting. I obviously I always run with an iPod, so I love my music. I'm always putting new songs. What on sort of music can we ask? Um, bit of everything. At the moment, I do have a bit of a, um, t- a few favourites. James Rain after going to his ah, yes. concert. Bit of Queen. I was going to say Queen. Some Golden Oldies. Um, I actually just put on Video Killed a Radio Star. So sometimes I'll hear a song and go, Oh, that's a good one. You know, I reckon that could keep me motivated while I'm running. So you actually have an iPod. Yeah. Wow. I I love my iPod. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I love my iPod. You know, and sometimes just while I'm running, you know, I think about my family, my friends, you know, if I'm away from Dan for the weekend, I'll think about him, think about what he's doing. And even sometimes I go, you know, I just can't wait to get to the finish to actually just pick up the phone and call him. Um, you know, and sometimes he'll tell, you know, he'll, he'll always say to me, oh, how'd you go? And, yeah. you know, so I look That's forward nice. to that phone call. Yeah. 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 Now, I know you love chocolate bullets and solving your <laughs> chips and, and the odd wine and champagne, but, you know, you can't run a race on those. Damn. I know. Who <laughs> So what else does your diet consist of? So my, my basically, my I'm pretty boring when it comes to my diet. Um, pretty much my breakfast is the same every morning. I tend to have like a, a Chobani yogurt with a bit of muesli and fruit on top. Lunch is normally just... Um, I tend to actually just eat on the go because I have a job that sort of doesn't really let me stop for a lunch break. I tend to just grab snacks and that might be nuts, um, cheese and rivetas. I might grab a salad. Um, so sort of during the day, sort of whatever goes. And then dinner's a bit the same, just depending on, um, you know, often Dan, we don't get home from his training till quarter, half past eight. So it can be anything from toasted sandwiches to, you know, steak and salad and I don't really have any set diet. I tend to just eat what I want and I just try to eat eat healthy most of the time. And, you know, I do love a wine and a champagne and, yeah, my bullets and salt and vinegar chips pretty much have them every day. So. Yeah, I, I have noticed. But, you know, we've all got to have got our to devices. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what sort of um, workouts do you do to keep on top of your game? Um, do you mean running workouts? Running workouts or any cross-training workouts like weights or strength training or yoga or... Um, well, Whatever moment, it is you might specifically do. Do you do speed work? You know? Yeah, so at the moment, obviously my next goal race, which is nine weeks away, is the 24-hour world champs. Um, you know, I work with a couple of coaches, Martin Fryer, who's the coach of the Australian 24-hour team, and Lee um, Yaka from my work, his physio who I work with, and we just sort of a bit of a, you know, we chat amongst ourselves, and I've sort of approached Martin to get a bit of help leading into the 24-hour champs because I've come off the back of the 48 hour which was obviously high volume no speed work and I just felt I became sort of slow and that can be the problem with ultra running yeah yeah you know and I really felt like I needed to work on some speed so that's really been the key focus probably the last eight weeks and 
three really quality speed sessions like long tempo runs aiming to rub like you know two and a half three hours sub five minute k pace so i'm doing like a midweek wednesday a saturday and even my tuesday thursday runs just have a little bit of speed work just just getting that quick leg turnover um quick leg turnover is really important mm. so and that's something you know i've really been sort of trying to focus on trying to work on um you know I, I i know no one has the secrets and i think that's sometimes what's hard with ultra running is you know people get caught up in is it high mileage is it speed you know yeah. what do i actually need to be doing and i go i think no one really has the secret but you got to so do, do you think works. maybe the secret sauce is also each time for each next race just change, mixing it up changing it up a little bit yeah like definitely you know if I was doing a short trail race I wouldn't be doing the training I'm doing now you know I'd be probably up in the Dandenongs focusing on hill hiking and I, I do feel that's something we probably both do well is yeah. we change our training to for whatever the next race is so like I said if I was doing a, a two bays or something I'd be doing cut the k's back heaps of you know up in the Dandenongs on trails some hill hiking and totally focus on a different type of training that sounds good do you, so what sort of strength work do you do uh, so yeah I'm actually a very very big believer on strength work and lucky enough for me I work for Rise Health Group and I work with um, Toma, Tommy Tommy Lariba and he's strength and conditioning coordinator for Eastern Rangers and the Western Bulldogs so oh, wow, that's yeah I'm pretty lucky I get to train with him twice a week so I, and, you know, I really feel strength work is important to yeah. build, actually just to build a strong body. And, and, you know, especially I find for the endurance races, if you feel strong, um, I think even it gives you that mental edge, um, knowing, you know, you're doing strength work, you've got a strong core, strong legs. And I really think, you know, a lot of runners don't typically tend to do strength work for whatever reason, whether they feel they're going to bulk up, get mm. too big. But... It's just not going to happen with the amount of running you do, yeah. though, is it? And I think as as we get older, especially, that we really need to make sure we're doing at least one. Like, I think two is important, but at least yeah. one to two sessions a week. Sounds good. I, I completely agree. Now, obviously, other than running with me <laughs> on the long runs, what's the best thing about being an ultra runner? <laughs> Yeah, definitely getting to hang out with Izzy. That's, that's one of my favourite things. <laughs> of course, without goes without saying. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard because I go. One thing I always say is, you know, there's not many females who are yeah. crazy enough and do what we do. So it is pretty cool having yourself to run with, and yeah. we just can. It's amazing how five five hours can go quick. And I'll get home and Dave go, "What were you talking about?" And I'm like, "I don't even even know." But we but we I, solved all the problems. We did. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think too, you know, it's the friendships you meet, the people you you meet across you know along the way and I'm really big like I constantly even now pick people's brains you know ask you can always learn more can't you and I really think you know talk to people ask them what they're doing what works what doesn't work and I also to even every training session you know like I did a a run this morning a a tempo run and I'd done a weight session yesterday and I just went that was crazy like you know doing a pretty heavy leg session before a tempo run yeah that would have been tough yeah, so, so you couldn't hit your pace? Yeah, oh, I did, but it was a battle, you know, yeah, whereas yeah. last week I didn't do weight. So I go, you know, constantly just tweaking, doing things different, working out what you can do better and, you know, all those sort of things I think, you know, really helps with your training and your racing. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, what tips can you give other runners who are listening to improve their running? 
Some tips. Okay. Let me think. Um, I really think... Eat chocolate bullets. Chocolate bullets all the way. Yeah. (laughs) Have a few glasses of champagne the night before a race. Definitely. helps you relax, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. Um, You know, I I think one of the key things is maybe, you know, definitely having a program. Like... I really think it helps to be, you know, know what you're doing, mm. have sessions, you know, every session should have a purpose. And, you know... Even even the easy sessions, yep. their purpose is to take it easy and to recover from your previous day. Yep, yep. and, and <clears throat> I really think, you know, and it's interesting because I'm, you know, I'm pretty lucky that I train with a very, very well-educated group of people at work. And, you know, they'll even say to me, you want to get the best result from actually the least amount of training. Mm. So, you know, it's not always about more and more and more and harder and harder and harder, but it's actually going, you know what, if I can get the same result doing... 15 hours as opposed to 25 it's finding out what the secret is finding out what works you really do need to have you know hard and easy you know like Izzy and I said earlier change your training for whatever your goal race is that's up and coming and I also think you you know you want to have a b and c sort of races yeah you can have all a races all year long can you You know and have some fun pick out some races that are just for fun yeah and i think that's that's really important nikki and i often do that we'll go and do a race and we'll just take photos and we'll muck around yeah yeah and i think that that's what keeps it fun because it can't just be all serious because i think if it is then you know you get to a point it's just going to be too hard and you know you you will lose interest in it yeah no that sounds fair enough well, thank you, Nikki, for joining us tonight. That's okay. Thanks for having me. Right. It's been and, great. And um, I would love it if we could perhaps catch up just before the World Championships and then again after just to see Sam, how everything's yep. good. No, going. I'd love to. That sounds really, really good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow, isn't she amazing? She is so humble considering she has achieved so much. Take a page out of Nikki's book and have fun with your training. Mix it up and challenge your body in different ways. Stay tuned next week for the next episode of the Peak Endurance Podcast. I will be talking to you about a very misunderstood and neglected part of training, rest. Till next time.